0: everybody. Welcome back to episode 17 of Girlish. My name is Gage, and I'm here with my co-host, Olivia. Hey, everyone. It's me. So today, we're going to be going into a topic that is seen as pretty controversial, I would say, um, basically, we're going to be talking about the divisiveness in the trans community, whether it be politics, difference of identities, or different perceptions of how gender is supposed to be perceived. So it's pretty heavy. So hopefully you guys are ready to dive into this kind of controversial topic with us. I think there's a lot of value in going in depth into controversial topics because I feel like a lot of people are kind of scared to talk about it. So it's going to be a good thing for us to jump into and bring light to.
1: It's kind of crazy because we, I think, we are very afraid a lot of times to talk about topics where we never we never want to step on anyone's toes. Our biggest thing is we want everyone to feel supportive and loved by us. So it's, diff- it's definitely hard, especially because in the community, there is a lot of divisiveness. So we never want it to feel like we're choosing a side because we don't feel that way. And we want to show that there's strength in numbers. And if we come together, things can be better. So yeah, I'm excited to talk about this topic today. But before we do, I do want to talk about something really big happening with Girlish. So basically, um, Cage and I are starting a Patreon. Um, We tried to earlier, but then when we switched providers from how we recorded the show, and then the way we wanted to do Patreon really wasn't going to work anymore. So we put it on the back burner for a little bit, but now we're coming up with new ideas, new things, and a new way to run our Patreon. So basically every month, at the beginning of the month, we're going to have an exclusive episode on Patreon for Patreon exclusives, like only for people who support us. And then every week we're going to have like weekly after show episodes. So basically after each episode, Gage and I will talk for like an extra 10 minutes and those will be posted on our Patreon. We're also going to do a lot more. We're still kind of figuring things out. And so I'm working on it right now. And so by the time this episode is up, our Patreon should also be up. So if you go to patreon.com slash girlish podcast, or if you just look up girlish podcast on Patreon, we should come up. And if you want to support us, that would mean a lot. We want to do A lot of big and important things with our show. I'm really trying to move out there Uh, where Gage lives because we want to be able to do the show in person. We want to be able to have guests in person. We want to be able to go together to other podcasts and be on other podcasts together in person. And it's really hard when we're on two different coasts. We really just want to be together. I want to meet my best friend. Like, please help me meet my best friend. Me too. And so we're we're doing what we can in order to make that happen. And if you guys could support us, it would mean the absolute world to us and it will bring us one step closer to being together, alas. Um, but yeah, so that would really mean a lot to us.
0: We're going to be so powerful together. We're just going to exude energy. Bad bitch energy. Line. Yeah. But yeah, like you were saying, I think it's not an obligation. Like you don't have to feel like you need to donate to us, but it is pretty apparent that we are passionate about this project and just being able to live in the same city will cause us less hardships considering this is the second time we're filming this episode. So it kind of just goes to show like all of the struggles that we go through in order to get these podcasts up and running is quite a bit, but it's still worth it in the end. And I think recently we reached 20,000 plays in total. So thank you for everybody that's been listening so far. And since we now have a Patreon, if you have the means to support us, that would be amazing. If not, still keep listening. We love your support regardless.
1: Yeah. And if you can't support us, we completely understand. But there are other ways to support us that isn't like a monetary way. Um, We would, if you could, we would really love the help and promotion. Um, If you guys could go like on Reddit, Tumblr, Twitter, whatever site you use and just promote Girlish, that would be incredible. Facebook, literally any place, like just being able to spread our podcast through word of mouth is such a big way for the growth of our show. And it would really mean a lot to us. It's a free thing to do as well. But because I think there's a lot of value that can come from the things we say, the perspectives that we give, you know, we constantly talk about how our transition, you know, every transition is different. We really want to showcase that and being able to help our show grow will help us have more guests in the future, help us have more people share their stories that could potentially just help other people like this whole like effect like this whole ripple effect could be a result from you just sharing our show. Like if someone's asking like for podcast recommendations, just drop girlish in there somewhere. Like literally like any word of mouth really does help a lot. If you can, you can also support us on like iTunes, give us a five star rating. That really helps out a lot. We were featured on Spotify for like a day. And we could be featured literally every day. We could be like one of the top featured podcasts if we just continue to get like support from you guys through like word of mouth and through just promotion, like on your social media. So that would really mean a lot too. If you can't help us through Patreon or anything like that, we'd really just appreciate any type of support. But what you guys do and what you guys have done already has been incredible. And I just want to thank you, honestly, from the bottom of my heart. Like our show has gotten so big and we have been able to do the things that we have been able to do because of you guys. We had Corey Ray on the show a couple of weeks ago, and that was like a really big moment for us. And we plan to have future guests on the show. And it's honestly a result from the support and the love that you guys are bringing to the show. And we are so thankful to just be able to have amazing an amazing really incredible audience so thank you so much
0: yeah and please again rate us five stars on itunes we had five stars for the longest time and then one random person decided to give us a one with no comment nothing no constructive criticism just a one and honestly that kept me up at night for like three weeks i was really sad over that because he ruined our rating and I was really upset. So we would love it if you guys would give us positive ratings, even if they're not positive, like at least give us some type of constructive feedback because we are open to growing. But yeah, just rating us kind of gives us an idea of how well you guys like our podcast.
1: Yeah. Honestly, we have a 4.5 right now and I'm a little hurt
0: it sucks it's not perfect it's not terrible but like i want to be perfect but honestly
1: they're just transphobic so who cares they're
0: literally transphobic that's why i need give it a one there's On a, a period
1: like yeah why else we're so fucking good at this show like we're we're, we're those bitches it's literally a hot girl summer
0: it, it is <laughs>
1: With that being said, you know, Cage and I, we like to have like a moment before, like the main topic to kind of talk about like what's new, what's been going on in our lives. And since the last podcast, you know, I told you guys I was changing my name and officially changed my name to Olivia, which has been really, really great and really, really cool. And I'm genuinely so happy about it. My heart feels so full. I genuinely feel like me for like once in a long, long time. And I'm happy that I'm I'm doing that. I'm making those steps to do that. But it has been a process because I'm telling everyone, basically. Feels like I'm coming out all over again. I'm not really, I guess you'd say that I'm stealth, but I'm not really hiding the fact that I'm trans, so not really. But I don't go out of my way to tell people that I'm trans. So telling people that I'm changing my name, I don't know if that's outing me in a way, but it has been an odd experience. I work at two different jobs, so kind of telling management at both has been really weird I've had some really weird feedback or some weird like weird experiences like some people are just like okay cool other people like make it like their life's mission to help me out and it's like I don't know if I'm supposed like like I appreciate the support but at the same time sometimes it can be overbearing or when someone messes up they make a big deal about it and I'm just like it's it's fine like you know I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how to receive this like attention either. Like it's hard because I I don't want it to be like a dramatic thing. I wish it was just a gradual change. But so it's like this process that I'm working through. And so like in one of my jobs, um, one person doesn't know I go by Olivia and she's kind of like a manager, sort of, kind of. Um, and she still calls me uh, Jay. And so we have temporary workers that work there. And now they all call me Jay because of that. And it sucks because I was really working. I had told all the like the upper management and everything was going fine. But then now it seems like people that I were telling that I already told are calling me Jay again because everyone's calling me Jay. And it's it's really hard to kind of like stand up for myself. It's really scary sometimes. So that's something that I'm working on. I have gotten a lot better because before I couldn't even say out loud that I wanted to be called Olivia. And now I'm getting better at saying that. So it's all a process. And every week I'm trying to, you know, learn and get a little bit better at, you know, this. But life is life is too short. I just I need to stand up for myself. I need to just be strong. So I'm working on that, guys. But yeah.
0: You are strong. I think I'm still I've said it so many times, but I think it's so admirable that you went through the change because I think a lot of people kind of rush into the process. And you kind of took a different approach and approached it slower, which I think is more beneficial in the long run. And it kind of just goes back to the whole idea that the transitions that we all have are kind of going on their own trajectory and there's no right or wrong way to do anything. And whatever makes you happy in the moment is what you should pursue. And that's what you're doing. And you're that girl. Wow, well, thank you.
1: I appreciate it. Yeah. I, know I genuinely appreciate it. Like It means a lot. And yeah, it's definitely something. I feel like I'm such a woe is me type of girl. Like I'm just I'm always like, "Oh my god, my life's the worst." But like I have great people in my life and I feel so blessed. I hate saying that word. Never mind. I don't I don't I'm <laughs> not blessed. I feel so grateful having amazing people and people who support me and I really wouldn't be where I am today and I wouldn't be as strong as I am today if it wasn't for the people that support me. People like you, people like my my girlfriend, people like just really close friends that I have. So I'm really excited and happy that, you know, this process has been a lot easier because of, I have amazing support around me. So that's great. So thank you. of course. <laughs> um, but yeah, I know some big things have been happening with you. You finally got an endo appointment. Am I right?
0: I did. So I have not seen an endocrinologist or had blood work done in a year since I moved to LA. So I I feel like it was time and I'm Currently pursuing a lot of surgeries. As most of you know, I am getting FFS in October, so very shortly. And I am also pursuing bottom surgery. So when I emailed the surgeon that I wanted to get bottom surgery with, he recommended me to a doctor under the same like group that works in this, out of the same building. So they work together a lot. So I just thought it made sense that I go see a doctor that you know, it has a good relationship with the surgeon that I want to do bottom surgery with. So I drove my little dented, oh my God, bitch, somebody fucking hit my car. Oh yeah. I you sent me those pictures and I was yeah. shocked. So for everybody that doesn't know, when I was off last week, literally had my car parked at my apartment complex all day, come back the next day and there's a fucking big ass dent in the back bumper. So... That's really fun. No, no, nothing. No apology. No, oops, I'm sorry. I backed into your car. I don't really know how you back into or drive into a parked car, but that's besides the point. So anyways, I drove my little dented fucking Nissan Through Beverly Hills. Like I felt, I've never felt poor in my entire life than I have driving my busted ass car. Yeah. But I made it to my doctor's office, which is super nice and bougie. Like most things are in Beverly Hills. And it was, it was nice. I, I do like my doctor. There were like a couple of weird moments. Like when I first walked in the first question, he asked me if I had had any surgery and I was like, no. And then he paused for a second And he was like, you have never had any surgery at all. And I was like, no. Like I said, no, the first time that means no. And he was like, so no FFS or no bottom surgery, nothing. And I was like, for the third time, no, like I'm literally getting FFS in October. But as of now, I have never had any surgery before. And that's kind of something that we can probably talk about later. But I, I just like, I feel like, a lot of times people think that questioning that you haven't had surgery is like a compliment, but it's kind of not a compliment. No, it's definitely not. Yeah, it's like, am I do I am I am not allowed to look like this if I haven't had surgery? Like, what, what are you trying to say? But anyways, besides that, everything was fine. Like, started off with the basic questions like, how long have you been on hormones? Like, what's your prescription? Where are you from? Where did you grow up? And then just out of nowhere, he was like, so do you have anal sex? And I was like, occasionally, he was like, do you have oral sex? How many times a week? With who? Are you in an open or closed relationship? Which makes sense because like STD, STD testing is probably something that he was trying to screen me for. But it was just taken taken, took me off guard considering we were talking about me growing up in Seattle. And then he's now asking me if I do anal and do oral. But other than that, everything was fine. I think a lot of people, I don't know if a lot of people are like me, but I get stressed out when it comes to blood work. And like, if I haven't gone to the doctor in a while, I'm petrified and think that my testosterone levels are through the roof and I'm turning back into a man and that my estrogen levels are terrible. So, getting blood work is always something that's really stressful for me. I don't know if anybody else can relate to that, but that was like the biggest thing that made me nervous. It wasn't like going to see a doctor. It was just that I was scared that my levels weren't up to par and I got my results back and they are. So everything's fine. And now I'm just hoping that I can get my referral in to go see my surgeon for bottom surgery sometime soon. Yeah.
1: Being trans is so interesting because when we see these doctors, I don't think they're quite knowledge on trans identities and how to approach it. And that's what's really annoying about it all. Because when you get these questions, like how you got, it's like frustrating because it's like, was there some other type of, like, did he, was he asked me this for some other reason? Was it just purely like a medical standpoint? He was like interested in it. But at the same time, it's like, what was the point of that to begin with? So I can see how it could be really weird. It could be really scary too, because trans people are often sexualized or fetishized and you never really know the intent of like someone like that. And especially if it comes from a doctor, you expect nothing but trust between the patient and the doctor. But when it comes to a trans identity, for some reason, doctors, I think, feel like like you owe them the world. And so it can be really annoying or hard to kind of deal with that and not understand the intentions of a doctor that you're seeing. So yeah, I'm sorry that shouldn't happen to you. I, I hate that. But I mean, at the end of the day, it's like, Maybe like they're they're doing me a service and they're helping me, but I still think there's there's a way to handle trans patients, and it is kind of interesting to see like that kind of thing. And we can go on and on about endocrinologists and like different Honest. doctors that see trans people. I think we both have our fair share of experiences with that. But yeah, I'm like I'm like you. I get fucking freaked out with with blood work. It definitely I think hormones have made me more susceptible to be like like, afraid of, like, needles. I don't know. I think I wasn't afraid of needles until transitioning. Maybe it is because the the I get dysphoric and I get scared that something bad's going to come out and I'm in like, a hypochondriac. But, um, yeah, I definitely, I'm always worried. I took my, I always avoid getting my blood work done. And whenever I do get it done, I'm so grateful because the reason I am on six milligrams of estrogen is because, you know, I've noticed that, like, my levels were low. So I kept getting boosted up and up. So, yeah, I could see you being nervous. It's I think it's normal.
0: It's scary. Like, even when I get my results, sometimes I don't even check them because I'm scared. I'm like, it's like an alert. Hey, your estrogen levels are in. And I'm like, I'm not fucking looking at it because it's probably bad. And I'm scared to look at it. But I think that, like, finding an endocrinologist is, like, a big step in your transition because this is the person that is – going to be helping you and guiding you through your medical transition. So you have to make sure you feel comfortable with them. Otherwise, like you're going to be trapped with them. And I think we should do an episode on endocrinologists in the future and kind of like the whole medical side and going through therapy appointments and all that stuff because it is such a big part of our transitions. I don't think a lot of people realize that. Like, You can't just go to the doctor and get some hormones. It's really not that easy. There's a lot of stuff that we have to go through first.
1: And just because you're trans doesn't mean you shouldn't have standards for yourself. Like yeah. and, like you see any other doctor, you want to be able to trust them and be able to feel comfortable with them and express yourselves to them. So I think there are standards that should be had. So yeah, that's a different story we can go on and on about. I have a lot to say. Gage knows I've been venting to not her all not. week. All right. But yeah, we can, you know, jump into the main um, episode and we're really happy that we're able to kind of give you guys a little bit of an update on our lives. But yeah, if you guys um, will take a little break right now, we're going to jump into
0: the ad. So going back to the main topic for this episode, we're going to be talking about divisiveness in the trans community, but also political differences, because I think that has a big part to play in the whole situation. So to kind of preface why this episode came to light, I really wanted to talk about this because I don't know if anybody is following the Blair White versus Jessica and Eve thing that's going on right now. It's pretty big. I'm sure most people in the trans community that are following up with like trans commentary and YouTubers are aware of this situation. Um, But if you're not, basically, Blair White is a right-wing. I don't know if she necessarily considers herself as a Republican or a conservative, but she is leaning more towards the right, which a lot of people have issues with in itself. But recently, she has brought up the situation with Jessica Yaniv, who is also a trans woman from Canada, I believe. And what Yaniv is known for as of late is getting multiple spas and salons banned or put out of business because they refuse service to wax her genitalia. She's also known for messaging underage girls on Facebook and other social media platforms in order to get information about their menstrual cycle and how to insert a tampon inside of you. And she's also been seen like flirting and hitting on underage girls. So I think this brings up the issue of being trans as opposed to being a shitty person because there are a lot of people that are actually standing up for Yaniv saying that Blair is being transphobic and attacking her for no reason, attacking her because she's not passable or she doesn't look like a traditional trans person. Like those are the reasonings behind a lot of people's backing towards Yaniv, but we're completely glossing over the fact that she is literally a predator and her identity has nothing to do with it. So I kind of first want to get your insight on the whole situation. Do you have any particular thoughts on it? I do. I think that people are attacking Blair and her
1: beliefs because it's it's Blair and they don't necessarily, they aren't seeing the actual th- event or the th- person that Blair is talking about or confronting. And I'm going to be the first to say this, that I'm not the hugest fan of, of Blair White. Like, I don't necessarily agree with her political stance. I'm a very, very, very progressive person, like extremely. And I am um, not the hugest fan of a lot of the her politics and stuff like that. I do see value in her content and I do believe that she has put out valuable content, have has put out things that we should be paying attention to, we should be listening to. And I think with this case, that's very apparent. And I won't necessarily say that I agree with how she talks about Jessica. Like, I think gender is very fluid. I'm a very, like, you know, you can express yourself, you can call yourself whatever you want. I'm supportive of that. But I think we should understand that just because you're trans doesn't mean you can't be a bad person it doesn't mean that you can't fuck up it doesn't mean that you can't make mistakes and this affects other people and with Jessica i think it's really clear that she has done some really awful things and and it just it's crazy like she's genuinely a predator she has attacked young children asked them really invasive questions and watching the debate with blair it was very clear to see that she is not a good person. And yeah, I'm really happy that we're talking about this. We can kind of go in depth with like how divided this community can be sometimes because we all just love to be mad at each other when I think we're letting things like these predators, these awful people just slide by, especially people that are supposedly advocates for the community. And so I think, yeah, this is a really important thing for us to discuss today, even though it might be a little controversial. We're we're doing our best to kind of be non-biased, but completely biased at the same time. We want to be raw and be able to share how we feel. And if you don't, if you disagree in any means, like we absolutely accept that. We want to hear your feedback and want to hear what you have to say. Because if we mess up today, then that completely understands we're in this life because we grow as human beings. We want to continue growing and we want to be able to understand what we did or what we said that was wrong. But I feel, I think, pretty strongly about what we're going to be talking about today.
0: Same. And I think the fact that we are so worried about talking about certain topics, like there have been previous episodes where we have been a little bit nervous about speaking on because we didn't know if we would offend anybody. And I think that speaks to the climate of our community at the moment where everybody is feeling like they have to walk on eggshells because if they say the wrong thing, then they're going to get attacked and everybody's going to cancel them and say that they're transphobic and yada, yada, yada. And I think that automatically labeling something as being transphobic when you get in an altercation with a trans person is not the right way to go about the situation and how to grow as a community. Like I know there are many celebrities and many trans people. Whenever they get into an argument with someone, the person who is not trans, or usually the aggressor, is accused of transphobia or saying like you're ju- you just don't like her because she's trans and you're transphobic and you hate the LGBT community. Like that's always the direction that people take it in, and I hate that because. We have like people like Jessica and Eve who are, like you said, I'm not going to ever tell somebody that they're not trans or misgender them or whatever like Blair had done in the video if you watched it. Like if you identify as a woman, you say you are, I'm going to call you a she just out of respect. But I think it's also important to look or completely discard her gender at all and her gender identity and look at the things that she's doing. Like, do you think it's really okay to be messaging underage girls and asking them how to insert a tampon? Do you think it's okay to plan topless pool parties for underage girls with no adult supervision? Like this was something that was specified in her little memo. She was literally saying no adults allowed. Like, does that not seem weird to you? Let alone the fact that she was hitting on underage girls, telling them that if they were only a few years older, that she would definitely date them or to wait for her until they got older or something like that. And I think we have this tendency to hold trans people to like a pedestal in a sense. There are a lot of trans YouTubers and social commentators and political commentators that have a large following on the internet and are seen as like, the pillars of our community and the people that are at the forefront of our fight for equality. But if you look at their personal life, a lot of their actions don't really match up to the ideals that they're pushing in their online persona. Like, there are a lot of YouTubers. I'm not going to name names. There are a lot of YouTubers and social media people that are, like, extremely progressive and, like, SJWs, SJWs as a lot of people like to call them. But They are also, they have a history of like sexual assault and taking advantage of people and taking advantage of people's money. So it's like, I don't think politics should be the indicator of whether or not you are an ally in our community because there are so many other facets and other things to kind of dissect just besides politics. And I think Geneve and this whole thing with Blair is like literally giving us a wake up call like, we need to stop just giving people a pass and calling everything transphobic when we have people like her that are representing us in a negative light. And that's what people see when they think of a trans person. Like they're going to think of Jessica rather than all the positive people that we have in our community that are actually making a difference. Like they're automatically going to go to her and call us predatory and all that type of stuff. So it's, it's just kind of setting our community back in a way, but people are reluctant to accept that because of how much they hate Blair. Like there are so many people that hate her. So the fact that she's actually doing something positive, it's coming off as a negative because people are reluctant to get over the fact that she has different politics and listen to the real facts that she's talking about.
1: Yeah, I definitely think that people are are really caught up on on that. People are caught up on little mistakes that we we make or little things like – people are going to have different opinions. At the end of the day, people are going to have different beliefs. Every person has a different mindset or point of view. And although I don't necessarily support people who are very Republican or right-leaning, I I can see value in hearing a person out or hearing things that they have to say. And so when it comes to Blair, I can see value in the video and the conversation she had with Jessica. And I think it's important to have that conversation because trans people like Jessica, I think cause and bring a lot of harm to our situation. When it comes to the spa thing that happened with her, where she got two of these spas shut down because they didn't want to wax her genitalia or touch her genitalia or something like that. She made it a big deal and got them shut down. And it it's really scary to think that, you know, she is the reason that this happened that these people went out of business and now this can be potentially used as a political move in the future to take these laws that are supposed to protect trans people in Canada away and, and can, and can hurt people that could actually really use those laws who are really being discriminated against. And I'm not trying to um, invalidate or, or, you know, invalidate the, the, the things that Jessica went through, but I don't believe that she was discriminated against. I think it's every right for someone to want to not touch certain genitalia. I don't think it was necessarily a trans thing, but just, uh, I don't want to deal with genitalia of a masculine form or some sense that way. And I can see people feeling that way or wanting or, or perceiving things that way. And so that's why I'm not necessarily mad that they said no but i am mad that she made it a big deal made it a big enough deal that she got businesses closed down and i am worried about what that could mean and what her being a predator her you know saying these things to young um people young kids and and doing that what that would mean to the community because people are viewing her right now people she's a center of attention for the trans community And it's really harmful. And I think it's important for us to talk about that and disassociate ourselves from a person like that. People can be trans and be fucked up. And and like if I ever do a giant mistake, I want to be held accountable for that because but I want also want to point out that it has nothing to do with my transition. So it's really scary because you see like the trans bathroom bill come into play a lot. Where it's like people say that trans people are predators, and there's never been like a reported case of a trans person being a predator. But now people like Jessica can come out and people have an example to set. People are saying like this or that. And so instead of calling people out like Jessica, instead of telling, you know, like saying an example saying this is wrong finding the controversial the horrible people part of the community we are constantly I feel like attacking different sides I feel like there's two sides to this this trans experience and I think that a lot of times we're butting heads a lot and we're seen as this unstable group of people like this unstable identity and we aren't we're unable to progress because of that and we're letting these horrible people you know, pass by. And I think there's a lot that needs to be addressed. But it's this whole process. And I think when it comes to this divisiveness, I think there is a middle ground that we can reach that can make us, that can bring unity, that can bring us together, that can help us progress. And I want to really talk about that. And I don't want to take away from my view on on gender. I don't want to say that someone that believes something different than me is right. I think there is room to have a discussion. I think there's room to have differences. But I think what I'm trying to say is that we need to come together and be able to disassociate these people from the community and also help by starting a conversation with people outside of the community and helping us grow and progress. So I want to make that very clear that, like, I'm not saying that one side is better than the other. I believe this or that. I believe you need dysphoria to be transitioned. I'm not saying any of that. I just think that there's an even ground that we can all reach. And that's what I really want to talk about or try and do. And I think that's what the point of this episode is, if that makes any
0: sense. I don't know. Yeah, I think that like, even if you sit down and talk to somebody that has completely different political views than you, chances are... You're not going to change each other's minds. You're still going to walk away from the conversation believing the same thing that you believed before you even sat down. However, we don't even have any tolerance in this community for people that believe anything different. The second you find out that somebody is trans, but is also a Republican, but is also like a trans woman of color, they're already seen as being transphobic and they're canceled and they're like Blair. Blair has dealt with this pretty much her whole entire existence on YouTube. She's always been pretty outspoken when it comes to politics. And like I said, I don't agree with literally most of what she says, but I still watch her videos occasionally and I still like appreciate the platform that she has because in a sense, she is kind of bridging that gap between the right and the left because there are a lot of trans YouTubers that are completely reluctant to even engage in a conversation with somebody from a different political background like they will just automatically like jump to insulting them saying that they're racist homophobic xenophobic everything every insult that you can throw at somebody basically without even really giving them like a second to even talk like that to me that's the biggest issue that we have is like we have people who are preaching acceptance and talking about how everybody should have equal rights and everything, but we aren't even giving people who have differing opinions a chance to really talk. And again, it's not really a matter of fact of, I want to convert this person to believe the same thing that I do. It's just letting them talk and finding that middle ground and realizing, okay, this person believes something different than me, but at the end of the day, We have bigger issues in our community, like the Jessica and Eve's out there and all of the pedophiles who want to have pedophilia as a recognized part of the LGBT community. Like I, I still, that baffles me that that's even a thing that they're considering. And I don't think that those two things or those two communities could be any farther from each other, but that's a thing that's happening and people don't really realize that because they're too worried about fighting between the right and the left in terms of politics. And like I said, I'm, I'm not trying to like say kind of like you were that either side is right, or you're supposed to believe this way, or if you believe that way, then you're transphobic. I just think that there's a lack of conversation. And most of that is on the side of the people who say that they're really progressive.
1: And I th- also think that like not this whole conversation of gender, this whole conversation of being trans, it's not even necessarily a right or left thing. It doesn't even necessarily have to be about politics. I don't think us wanting to have be as accepted as possible is def is a like a right or left thing. I think a lot of people that are even fighting within our community are both on like the very left side. They just have different views with certain parts of the transition process. So like, I know a big thing that a lot of people argue about is like, whether you need dysphoria or not to be trans. I don't necessarily think so, but um, I know I could see the value or see why people believe that I have had a really bad, you know, issues with dysphoria and I could see my connected, like I'm really connected with my dysphoria and I think it's really important part of my transition and why I am the way that I am today. So I can see why people believe that. And so, gender is really, really difficult and really hard to talk about. It's not, it's not something that you can read. It's not something that you can get. It's so vague. It's there's so much more to understand culturally. It's just existed in many different ways, and it's really, really difficult to understand. So I think it's just key, like those differences with ideas of how we perceive, trans, like our, the transition process, and how people um, just react to certain things. I think that's what the whole divisiveness comes from i think it's just how we see small things a part of the transition process so we often get mad at each other but i i truly think we're on the same side of the coin like for the most part but there's just these small differences that we can kind of butt heads About And I see that a lot. And I see that happen a lot. I see there's a lot of like cancel cultures for trans activists, trans people that don't believe in certain things or do believe in certain things. There's a lot of name calling. You always see people like say that like SJWs or this or that. And I it's just so frustrating to see because we're fighting for the same thing. We want the same thing. And we're so quick to just like cancel each other or say, you know, this is like, you know, this is it for them. We shouldn't. This is the last straw and instead of having like a productive conversation allowing them to learn allowing you know our side to be given or whatever this or that or or anything like that i think we're we're completely closing the doors and we're making it harder for us to like be seen as this like movement rather than this just like mess that sometimes it can feel like and so when it comes to things as like the transition process i think there's a lot more conversations that need to be have between us Because, yeah, I don't I really I don't think a lot of the times when you're talking with a trans person, I don't necessarily think we're like most of them. They're definitely not Republicans. They're definitely it's not a right thing. I think we're in the same bubble of like progressiveness. I think we have a lot of the same core values. It's just these minute things that we find differently that can that can blow up and be this big thing. And while we're doing this, I think we're also allowing people like Jessica, like other people who I'm not going to name who are part of the trans community who have done horrible things or are horrible people. Because they say they're activists, we just look past the horrible things that they do. And it's okay to be trans and also have other identities. And if being a piece of shit is another identity that you have, I think we have to understand that that that's a thing. And so I think we should be able to clock those people who are Who have treated other people horribly, who are harming or hurting other people, and say, "Hey, you're not. We don't want to like have you like leading this movement." And I think that's who we need to really call to action for, or stand up against. And I think there's some type of even ground that we can find.
0: Maybe I don't know. I mean, I hope so because it's it's coming to the point where it's just sad to be honest. Like it genuinely. Frustrated me. And I'm going to say this again. I do not agree with Blair White's political views at all, just so anybody thinks that. But I do think it's important to be on her side in this instance because she is calling out a literal predator. And people are still reluctant to support her because of her political views. Like her politics have nothing to do with this conversation. It's over the fact that there is this trans woman out there who is trying to see. Underage girls topless and trying to get inappropriate information out of them, like that's the issue here. But we can't see that because we're so blinded by her political differences, and that's the thing that bothers me the most. Because there are people out there, even society as a whole, is just looking for any thing to pick at from the trans community that can prove that we don't deserve to be treated like normal people, and the fact that we are, for the most part defending or reluctant to address the situation with Jessica gives them all the ammunition that they need because it was not long ago when the whole bathroom ban push started to happen and people were scared about trans women being in the bathroom. And this is literally why like, we have people out there like Jessica that are the epitome of what everybody fears. And I don't think people have realized that. And it is kind of a tricky situation because I don't want to go down that path and say that she's not actually trans and that she's just using that as a label to protect herself. But even if she is trans, she is still a shitty person and a predator. And like you said, despite your gender identity or your sexual orientation, if you are a piece of shit, you deserve to be called out for, for being one and to get all of the negative representation that you deserve because it's just, we can't let this type of behavior continue to go on. And I feel like it's a disservice to the trans community and for me to consider myself as like an activist and a spokesperson to not talk about this because like I said, I don't agree with Blair's political views whatsoever. But I think it's also wrong of me to not talk about this because this is a person that is causing like detrimental harm to our community and just completely glossing her over is not something that we should be doing if we want to push our community in the right direction
1: and it always is tough i feel like there's been a few podcasts where we've had to reshoot refilm because we were worried that we were saying something that could be perceived a certain way and a part of me is definitely afraid to even post this a part of me is like should we even be talking about this what if we don't know enough like we, we don't want to step on any toes. We don't want to make, like, we don't, we don't want anyone to be upset with us. And I think that, that comes a lot when, it, when, it, when we talk about activism in the community and like, why should I, why do I have to be afraid to speak about certain things? What I have to be afraid about speaking against the predator or talking or saying that, like, I don't think we should support shitty people? And I think it's, I don't know, like, it, it is really hard sometimes because, you know, I want to make content. There's been so many videos I had to cut because I'm like, I shouldn't make this. I shouldn't say this. And my mind changes all the time. I'm I'm a growing girl. <laughs> like <laughs> I drink my milk. Like I like every day I might, I might have a new perspective tomorrow about something. And like so it is really difficult to kind of be upfront about like my feelings, especially within the community, because there is this idea that like if you say the wrong thing, everyone's gonna hate me. Everyone gets mad. Everyone Everyone like is going to see you this certain way. And it's like, I just want to be able to put my views out there. And if I'm saying something wrong, be educated on them. And and then learn from there, become a better person and move forward. And I think that's what we're all missing. We're quick to just like attack each other. And And it's a scary thing. And it's a scary movement we're going down. Because I want to be a better version of myself. And if I fuck up, I want people to tell me how I fucked up. When I first started my transition, my coming out post, I was literally saying things like, I'm transgendered. I'm a trans (laughs) I'm a transgender. I said I was like transitioning from boy to girl. And like I don't really do that like these days. Like I'm, you know, like I've always been a woman. Like I've like educated myself on the trans way of saying things, the correct way of saying things and and because there's growth, there's growth that comes with that. And I think when we are quick to just attack other people, we're not allowing them to grow or if we, or we're not hearing them out or, or an understanding that they want to grow. And that's what we really, really need to, I think, focus on. Um, I've heard some amazing people speak in the past that are part of the LGBT community who have talked about this before. Um, I've I've been listening on panels where like, um, There's some really amazing people that have like um, a lot of great things to say about this. And um, I'm not going to say anyone's name because I don't, if I'm getting in trouble now, I don't want anyone else to get in trouble because of me. But um, I just think that a lot of people agree with me when I'm saying this. And I don't think I'm alone in this feeling of, I think we're too quick to just be upset with someone, this whole gender thing, this whole LGBTQ, like our community um, there's so many this or that. There's so many small, minute details about it that if something is done wrong or said wrong, people get angry. And, and it's important that we talk about it. It's important to say why, but we have to understand that you know times are moving, times are changing, and it's gonna be a process. And we just have to educate rather than hate. And we have to find a way to connect our divisiveness and be able to move forward as a community. And that's the only way we'll actually you know progress in some sense. Because, and I think this exists in the beginning of time, the whole divisiveness, like when you look early into like the gay history movement, you started seeing like um, with when it came to like the, progress- the progression of like gay clubs and groups early on, you saw that a lot of times women and trans people were casted out of these like male dominated clubs and groups that were supporting trans people. And then so a lot of like women were starting feminist movements that were supporting like their cause when it comes to being a part of the LGBT community. And you've seen this happen throughout history. Like, no, I feel like a lot of times we, there's a lot of butting heads and things could be so much faster, so much more progressive if we all come together and understand, you know, there is conversation to be had and there's a way to not be a shitty person and to grow and to learn.
0: Yeah. And I think that There are a lot of fears when it comes to like having a conversation with a person that has differences between you, yourself and them, because I know like even this topic is hard for us to talk about because we don't want to be seen as like supporting a political belief that Blair supports, because like we have both said numerous times, we don't agree with a lot of her politics. But just talking about an instance that involves her and kind of being on her side, it could give the. A lot of people the impression that we like support everything that she does and all of that stuff. And that's really not the case. I think something that we do really well and I'm proud of us for is being completely objective and kind of removing our personal feelings away from the situation to dissect it and really analyze what's going on and what is the real issue. And I wish that everybody had that ability. But unfortunately, that's not the case. And it goes both ways. There are a lot of people who are reluctant to kind of put their personal feelings aside and dive into the real issue of a topic like this whole episode is not in regards to politics. It's in regards to predatory behavior and not allowing people to do shitty things in our community. But I feel like somebody out there might perceive it as like a left versus right thing. And it again, it has nothing to do with that. It involves people of different political backgrounds. But at the end of the day, that's not the issue. And it kind of just circles back to politics being such a big guiding factor in our society and how it divides people. Because at the end of the day, there's not much you can do to change somebody's political views. It's kind of a journey that they go through on their own but it is like a ginormous roadblock when it comes to trying to move forward and address the real issues in our community.
1: Retweet. I agree wholeheartedly. Yeah, there's a lot of work that needs to be done and I'm glad that we were able to um just even have this conversation today. And like you said, I'm happy that we were able to just kind of be as objective as possible. We we definitely want to just show all sides, be able to just kind of talk about this from a point of view that's kind of like stepped away and observing things from the outside. Like we, we want no one to feel excluded from the conversation and that's something that we might mess up on in the future. We might say fucked up things in the future. We might do horrible things. And the only thing that we want to do is grow. So allow us to grow, allow others to grow. And I think that's the big thing that we want to talk about in this episode. And I think there is a way to bring the community together So I hope you guys enjoyed everything that we had to say. I hope you guys can see um, the predatory behavior that comes from people like Jessica who claim to be activists, but are actually hurting the community. And I I hope you can see our points of view and our stand, like standpoint or stand. Yeah. You know, just how we see, I hope you can see how we perceive this and why. So yeah. Thank you guys for listening to this episode. Um, If you have any suggestions for any future topics please feel free to send us a voice memo that's something we don't promote enough a yeah. uh, zen zencaster not zencaster fuck um anchor has sorry there's so many different websites anchor has this cool thing that um it's basically Voice memos that you can send us questions. We recently got one that we're probably going to do in the next episode. It'll be cool to have your voices incorporated. And it's just kind of like you speaking into your microphone, asking us a question or telling us a comment, telling us what you like about the show, giving us some feedback. We'd love to hear any type of voice memo. We'd really, really appreciate it. If you just go over to anchor.com or no, it's anchor.fm and you just look up girlish. Um, Yeah, just feel free to leave us like a voice memo tell us anything about that.
0: Yeah. And like we were talking about in the beginning of the podcast, leave us a five-star review on whatever you're watching. Don't be that transphobic person that gives us one star because that's really disrespectful and rude. We only deserve fives because we're perfect. And if you want to, you can also support us on our Patreon, which we are currently working on, but it should be up by the time this episode is live. Again, it's not an obligation, but if you do want to support us, this is a great way to do so. You can also follow us on Instagram, our personal accounts, and our podcast, which is at Girlish Podcast on Instagram. And leave us any comments on social media if you have any topics that you want us to dive into, any possible guests that you'd like for us to have on because we are interested in having a lot more guests, that was a really good experience that we had with Corey Ray. So we would love to replicate that with somebody else.
1: But yeah, thank you guys for listening to this episode and we can't wait to you know see you guys next time. So thank you. See you in the next one.
0: Bye. Bye.